All right. We are going. That is a terrible lunch. What? Yes. Why? Do you want it? I mean, if she had one of the pecan pieces, at least she'd have some sort of help. My (laughs) gosh, it was kind of a joke, but whatever. (laughs) Are we recording now? Yeah. Okay, thank you. We've been recording for the past, like, minute. Well, you guys ridicule me. Yeah, yeah that's great. About pie for lunch. I was joking. Wait, yeah, viewers, listeners. No, don't pie, wait. Pie in. acceptable lunch? Tell them to stop making fun of me. I have brunch. Yeah, but that's like brunch food. Like, pie is a dessert. I was kind of kidding. But not really. I was going to have a protein shake. Okay. Yeah. You can have pie for dessert tomorrow after we have breakfast and dinner. You got, I'm making breakfast tacos for dinner tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Brenner. The yeah. dream. Brenner. Brenner. Kind of like Brenna, but not. No, it's not Brenner. My roommate's twin sister. That'd be cannibalism. Yeah, we talked about that already. Twinibalism? No, it's still just be cannibalism. So, like, if you eat your twin, is it a twin? You're not a twinable? I think it's. I like twinable. What is cannibal? Adjacent. Anyway, should we get back to what we're doing here? Yeah, I guess we can go talk about uh, <laughs> talk about what we're supposed to do I for this episode. All right. Hi, cannibalism. Woo! Okay, cannibalism comes up way too much on this podcast. Yeah, this is definitely a harsh retraction from your previous statement about cannibalism. You seem very enthusiastic about it. Hi. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, everybody. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jeff. This is Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story. Congrats on getting the name right. Today, this is our, what do we call them, short stories? It's a short story, although this one might be pretty long, because I think yeah, this one's pretty interesting. Because I did it, so it's probably pretty long. <laughs> I, have noticed, <laughs> I have noticed a trend there. Episodes where I'm in charge, they're, they're pretty short. Okay, you did like a five-minute episode. I'm sorry that I don't, that I give people a taste. I'm like, hey, if you want to do more research, you're more than welcome. I'm just introducing the topic to you. Okay, well, this one is actually pretty interesting, and I'm pretty sure if you watch any kind of scary movie or know anything about anything that's ghost-related or whatever, you have heard of Annabelle the doll. Yeah. Like, I think everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched any of the movies, but I know. No, there's so many movies I didn't realize. That's partially why I haven't watched any of them. Yeah, I will mention all of those names at some point. Um, And, of course... We can't talk about Annabelle without talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Why are you giving a blank look there, Jeff? Because you do not know who those people are. That's exactly right. Oh my goodness. Okay, they're their own like whole topic. But Ed and Lorraine Warren were these like super great, possibly I don't know, very um well versed paranormal uh, investigators. Oh. And they had a whole museum in their house. Feel free to weigh in if you know anything about them. Okay, he's not going to say anything. That's great. Okay, wow. They they play a big part in the story. Um, If you know a lot about Annabelle, you probably already know about Ed Lorraine Warren. If you've ever seen the movie, such as The Conjuring, um, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, um, yeah, then you probably know who Ed Lorraine Warren are. To some extent. Also, since I already mentioning movies, turns out um, Annabelle also made brief appearances in The Conjuring 2, Aquaman, and The Curse of La Llorona, 
Um, and, oh, Shazam. DC, what are you doing with your what? lives? I don't know. I, mean, I just thought I'd point that last one out. I don't know if I'd Shazam. say it. I don't know if DC's doing anything right, but anyway. Okay, anyway. I thought that was fun. Okay. Are you sneaking out? Yeah, because you There goes see. our sound guy. I guess I scared him off already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, Annabelle. In the movies, if you've only seen movies about Annabelle and you don't actually... Um, know what she actually looked like or anything. In the movie, she's portrayed as this, like, really creepy, uh, porcelain doll, which I think porcelain dolls are really creepy. I had one as a little kid. My mom got it for me, and I was terrified of that thing. I really wanted one until I got one. Then I hated it. I would make it turn around, like, I would make it face the wall away from me in the back corner of my room where I couldn't see it. And my mom would come in and be upset that I turned it around, so she would always turn it back around. And of course, the didn't she was doing that. <laughs> so when I came back into my room, I was like a five, six-year-old little girl. I thought my doll was moving by itself. Nice. Which is so not funny. I mean, I think it is, but okay. But uh, also, I had a nanny. Not a nanny, a babysitter. Whatever she watched when we were little. She gave me a porcelain doll and showed me to go put it on my dresser. So I didn't break it. And so I carried it upstairs and I set it down. Um, and it was like, it sat instead of standing. It was like a sitting one. So you'd sit it down so its legs were like dangling, dangling yeah. kind of. And uh, I was about halfway to the door of my bedroom, maybe to the door of my bedroom. And this music box music started playing. And I turned back around and the dog was moving. And I, of course, took off running. I was uh, eight years old at the time, and this doll just started playing music and moving by itself. And I get downstairs, and she looks at me, good old Mary Danbury. That's her name, by the way. Hey, Mary. Uh, she looks at me, and she goes, oh, looks like you've seen a ghost. I'm like, yeah. My doll started moving by itself. And she just starts laughing. She wound the stupid thing and then handed it to me. So it, st it doesn't start playing until you set it down. That's kind of awesome. It was horrible. No, it's terrible, but like... <laughs> to do to a child. No, it's terrible to do, but I... <laughs> if like, I had been a teenager or older, it would have been funny. Like... To scare me like that. Like, I'm she not... scarred me for life. Like, I'm funny. not gonna front. Like, I kinda am waiting... I'm gonna wait until... My nieces are old enough, and I'm going to do it to them. you got to find one of those horrible things. Anyway, not important. Just saying, I think dolls are really scary. Especially those things. I do have a couple clown dolls in the attic, though. I'm going to bring them out one day. Anyway. I've seen them. They're weird. Oh, yeah. I forgot you saw them. Yeah. They're worth nothing, but I like them. They're, like, old, though. Not like old, they are old. They are old. They're weird. They're, they were made in the 50s. What was made in the 40s or 50s? Are those made in the 60s? Yeah. Okay, so maybe we should get back to the story, though. We have not actually mentioned this much. I mean, we're, like, keep getting off topic. But I was kind of on topic with the doll. Yeah. That's my own personal creepy doll story. Yeah. Not a haunted doll, just a creepy one. Yeah. I mean, babysitter. Okay, so the story. Starts in 1970, um, the mom, this mom purchased an antique Raggedy Ann doll 
from a store, um, had some birthday presents for her daughter, Donna. So Donna was about to graduate from college with a nursing degree and lived in an apartment with her roommate, Angie. I'm not really sure why a doll was the appropriate birthday present for your daughter about to graduate from college. I mean, maybe she had a raggedy aunt that she loved more than, like, anything as a kid. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's not really part of the backstory that I know of. Yeah, that's fair. So, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, within days, both Donna and Angie noticed that there appeared to be something really weird about this doll. And, like, kind of creepy. Um, I personally don't think raggedy and dolls are all that creepy. As far as dolls go. I mean, not in general, no. They're relatively normal looking. I mean, yeah. Um, but the doll would mysteriously move around the house. Uh, it was, like, relatively small movements at first. Like, it changed position. Like, its hand would be, like, on its leg to beside it. And they thought that, like, they didn't remember moving it. Um, and then as time passed, it, like, became more and more noticeable, like, bigger movements. Obviously, they, they did not see it move. It would just be in a different position when it came home than when they had left it. Which is still kind of strange. But typically, you can, like, kind of brush that off as, like, oh, I forgot that I... Maybe I moved this. it or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, I just don't remember what it was doing before. Um, okay, then. Donna and Angie would, um, would then... Like, they started coming home and finding the doll in a different room than where they remembered leaving it before they left for work or school. Um, sometimes... It would be found with its legs crossed and arms folded. Other times it would be found upright, like standing on its feet. And I'm not really sure. Raggedy Ann dolls are Raggedy Ann dolls. I mean, they're not. I, don't, I feel like they aren't supposed to be like. Standing. Yeah, they don't have the they capacity have, to stand. Yeah, they, like, they like don't they're have all, that Like they're plush. Exactly. Um, sometimes Donna, there were several times actually, Donna uh, would leave the doll on the couch before leaving for work. And when she came home, she would find it in her room on the bed with the door closed. <laughs> kind of weird, but hey, you know. Um, so Annabelle the doll not only moved, but apparently it could also write. What did it write? Yeah, I'll get you that. Please and thank you. Yes. So apparently a month into having um, these weird experiences with the doll... Angie and Donna began finding messages on parchment paper that read, um, help us and help Lou. Don't know who Lou is. Don't know who us they're referring to. Um, so the handwriting was, it looked like it was written by like a small child, like in crown. And, um, the really creepy part about the messages, yeah, because they are creepier apparently, wasn't, um, how they were written or what was it said. But the fact that this paper wasn't something they actually owned. Yes! <laughs> so, like, it just appeared. They didn't have any of this paper in their house. Couldn't find any more. Just these messages that were appearing along with the doll. So, uh, ghost paper. I don't know. That's really weird. On top of it being, like, asking for help. Um, yeah. So then one night, Donna comes home to find the doll had moved again, and it was on her bed. Um, she found, like, had come to start, like, expecting this of the doll, but like, I guess, apparently, like, this night she knew something was different. The fact that you get used to a doll moving around your house on its own is questionable, I think. Uh, so apparently she, like, became really afraid and when she inspected the doll, she saw that it looked like blood on the back of its hands and chest. 
uh, seemingly from nowhere, like this red stuff substance had appeared, and she didn't know what to do. I mean, isn't she a nurse? Yeah, but it's a doll. No, my, my thought process is, like, she did she say it was blood, or did she say it was It looked like blood. Okay. So, I don't know. I just feel like as a nerd, I don't know. Right, right. I know. I get you. I get it. But she said it seemed like it looked like blood, so I'm guessing it wasn't, or she would say it was blood. Right. Um, that, that's, yeah. That... But, so, because they were terrified, obviously, because why would you not be terrified? I would have been terrified way before this. I mean, they probably were, like, at first, and they kind of, like you said, they got used to it for some reason. But why? I... What's wrong with you? That's like, a, you know, um... <laughs> But, like, when people say, oh, you have to not get used to the taste of fear, but, like, um, it's an acquired taste. There you go. It's like they acquired a, I don't know. Anyway, not important. I don't know why you're just a beer. I'm not. I like beer, but it's fine. I had, oh, okay, sorry. I had this one called the Sasquatch the other day. It was good. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they were terrified. Uh, so Donna and Angie decided it was time to seek expert advice. Um, not where, knowing where to go, they contacted a medium, and they it was decided to hold a seance. I don't know. That's uh, what you do, I apparently. guess. Apparently. So Donna was then introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins. Um, the medium told the story of Annabelle to both Donna and Angie. Annabelle was a young girl that resided on the property before the apartments that they lived in were built. Um... And that was, like, a really happy time for her as a child. Uh, she was young. Oh, probably, only, like, only seven when her body was found in the field where the apartment complex now stands. So she was happy until she died, was murdered or died. I don't know. Sounds like a seven-year-old, Probably yeah. murdered, but, um, whatever. So the spirit told the medium that she felt comforted when she was with Donna and Angie and wanted to stay with them and be loved. So, feeling compassion for Annabelle and her story, Donna gave her permission to inhabit the doll and stay with them. Yeah. I mean, she's a nurse, so she's like all, oh, the sad little girl was killed, and so I'm going to tell her, yeah, you can stay in this doll, and we'll love you. I guess. So, yeah. Um, they soon realized, though, that Annabelle was not what she appeared. And, um, yeah. Lou. Oh, okay, right. I forgot. Lou does come back into the story. The note that said, help Lou. Yeah. So Lou is a friend of Donna and Angie's, um, and had been with them around the, or they had been there the day the doll arrived, or her mom gave it to her. Mm -hmm. Um, he didn't like it. And on many occasions, he warned Donna that it was evil and she should get rid of it. It was on to something. Yeah. But Donna felt compassionate um, towards the doll, and she didn't want to give it up, and she didn't think Lou's warnings were really, like, didn't mean anything. So it's like, like, just weird. Because it's weird to be worried that some doll moves around your house on its own, but whatever. Donna, I don't know what, what, where your brain is. Um, her decision was obviously a mistake. Obviously, because you wouldn't have this story otherwise. So, uh, one night, um, Lou woke up from a deep sleep and was panicking. He had a reoccurring, he had been having this reoccurring bad dream. Um, but apparently this night it felt different. Like, he woke up and couldn't move, and when he looked around the room, he couldn't see anything, but then 
Suddenly he looked down and he saw Annabelle. Which is kind of creepy. Like the spirit or the doll? Like the doll. Did he live with them? No, I can't. I'm not sure if he was like at their house sleeping over or if this was at his house. Okay. Or apartment. I don't know. Um, but so the doll began to move up his leg and then to his chest and it stopped there. Um, then within seconds the doll was strangling him. Uh, he was paralyzed and at the point of asphyxiation, like he blacked out. Uh, when he woke up the next morning, he was certain it wasn't a dream. So he was determined to get rid of the doll by himself and the spirit that possessed it. So it sounds like he was living at the house. I think he was staying with them. It does not list, he was not listed as a roommate. Right. But as a friend. So I think maybe he was staying with them. They don't really make that part clear. So it doesn't matter. Apparently the doll was trying to kill him because, yeah. Grudges, yo. Yep, they'll diss the doll. So, preparing for a road trip the next day, Lou and Angie were reading over maps alone in her apartment. Uh, So, suddenly they hear this rustling sound coming from Donna's room. But remember, it's just Lou and Angie in the apartment. And the doll. Donna's not home. So, why is there noise coming from Donna's room? Don't know. They thought maybe someone had broken in. So, Lou went to see what it was. Um, So, he goes... Opens the or he goes to the door and waits for the noise to stop and then enters and turns on the light and the room's empty except for Annabelle, who was just like tossed on the floor in the corner. Looks around the room to meet see if there's any entry or like anything out of place, but he doesn't see anything um, until he gets close to the doll. Then he gets this impression that someone's behind him, so he turns around quickly, but nobody's there. Then he finds himself grabbing for his chest, doubled over, and he's, like, bleeding. His shirt stained with blood, um, and it looks like there are seven claw marks, three vertically and four horizontally, on his chest. Just out of nowhere. Kind of fun. Um, but then, apparently, they healed, like, immediately and were gone by the next day. So, he has no proof, but... I mean, he doesn't have his bloodstained clothes. Well, he had no physical proof. I guess the shirt was probably still bloodstained. Didn't mention that. Or, you know, I'd imagine there was probably a good amount of blood on the floor of the apartment. Probably. Then again, who knows? Um, They still have a doll that moves around on its own. So. Just saying. Yeah. Donna um, was finally willing to believe that the spirit in the house was not that of a young girl, but probably something demonic in nature. So, after all this happens to Lou, um, Donna thinks it's time to seek a real expert this time, and contacts an Episcopal priest named Father Hagen. Um, Father Hagen felt that it was a spiritual matter and he needed to contact a higher authority in the church, so he contacted Father Cook, who contacted the Warrens. That's where uh, the Warrens come in. So, Ed Lorraine Warren um, came in pretty quickly. Um, and they contacted Donna about the doll. After speaking with her, Angie and Lou, um, they came to the conclusion that the doll itself was not possessed, but being manipulated by an inhuman presence. Using the doll to trick them into thinking that some little girl had... Yeah. Anyway, you get it. Um, spirits apparently don't possess inanimate objects like houses or toys. They possess people. 
I don't know anything about that. I'm not possessed. Um, but they can attach itself to a place or object, and that's what occurred with Annabelle. So the, the spirit manipulated the doll to make it look like it was being moved around, like I said, and give it the illusion of like being alive so that it could get the attention that it wanted. Which is really creepy. Um, but it was not Also, looking... now where I'm getting, where I'm getting, losing my interest, because now it's a ghost story. What'd you think it was? It's not a ghost story, it's a demon story. That's what got me excited. Now that I know it's basically a ghost story, check it out. It's a demon, okay? Jesus. Anyway, it was looking for a human to possess, not the dog. The dog was a means to an end, according to the warrants. So, move on before we lose George completely. <laughs> Jeff. That's what I said. I mean, it's not okay. So at the conclusion of their investigation, the Warrens felt that it was appropriate to have an exorcism um, with Father Cook and Kun's apartment. Uh, apparently, the Episcopal blessing of a house is like really long, like some seven-page document. Oof. So we're not even going to read that. Um, at Dawn's request, and as a further precaution against the phenomena ever occurring in the home again, the I'm Warrens to took the doll what? with them. See. What else? Um, Father Cook really didn't want to do it. Really, he didn't want to perform an exorcism, but he agreed to do it anyway. I don't know why. What a trooper. Mm-hmm. So they took the Warrens took the doll home, and Ed put it in this or uh, in the back seat of his car, but refused to go on the interstate because he was worried that this the um. Inhuman spirit, as they called it, was still with the doll. Apparently, he was correct, um, and yeah, it hated them. On their drive home, they claimed that um, at every curve, the car swerved and it often stalled, which is great. Um, said he, Ed says he reached into the back seat. Ed said he's actually dead, so I'm not saying this down. He reached into the back seat of his into his black bag and took out a vial of holy water and doused the doll while driving. That sounds really safe. Hey man, gotta do what you gotta do. I suppose so. Uh, apparently, this stopped the disturbances immediately, and they arrived home safely. Um, once they got home, uh, apparently the doll started levitating a bunch of times, um, which is kind of cool. I think. Then it began moving around their house, because that's what it does. Finally, they locked it up in a box, um, and it's in a museum, or it was in their house, which they had a museum in, so like, don't touch, which is kind of fun. Okay, so apparently, the doll really hates um, people of the church. Only if it's inhabited by a demon, that makes sense. Right. So there, um, there's a couple of cases of people who like went to see the doll and were they mocked it or something and they died right afterwards, which is fun. That gets your attention back, right, George? <sighs> sort of. Okay. So um, there was Father Jason Bradford, who was a Catholic exorcist. Um, he came to the house. See, and upon seeing the doll, 
He picked it up and said, Here's a ragdoll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone, and tossed it back into a chair. Um, Ed exclaimed, That's one thing you better not say. An hour later, um, Lorraine pleaded with the priest to be careful driving home. Caller, when he got there, uh, within a few hours, he called Lorraine and explained that his brakes had failed and he, as he'd entered a busy intersection and was involved in a near fatal car accident. Um, but he was lucky and didn't die. Now, uh, let's see. There was one guy who apparently taunted the doll when he came to the museum. Why would you have it on display? Because of the money. That's probably true. Uh, anyway, he was, like, taunting it. Um, oh, I guess his girlfriend was probably taunting it with him. Anyway, on their way home, lost control of the, their motorcycle they were driving and went headfirst into a tree and was killed instantly. Oh, must have been in Utah. That's probably what those people saw. Probably. Uh, his girlfriend actually did survive, but she was hospitalized for over a year. Yeah. So that sucks. Um, and up until the point that they both died, um, it was in their house. They had it blessed, the house blessed, and the doll and everything, um, uh, like once a month to keep it from escaping. Um. Yeah, I was wondering how they, like, kept it, if it, like, it can... Right, and they had a case built for it. Yeah. And, um, oh, there's, like, a tarot card on one side. I don't know what that does, but... Um, well, it's had supposed it, like, to be spiritually connected to something. Yeah, and uh, so they had it blessed, like, about once a month, I believe, and it was all locked up and everything, so, and they keep the, like, the room locked for the most part, except for when they put it, like, as a museum. Yeah. Um, so, the movie's obviously kind of a lot, like, definitely embellished a lot of it. Yeah. But, according to, um, Lorraine Warren, who also recently died, unfortunately, um, the majority of the story is true. Hmm. Like, this is all apparently happened. So, do not play with evil dolls. Wasn't planning on it. If your dolls start moving, maybe you should, uh, leave them there. Or... Don't let them inhabit your dolls. Yeah. But apparently the problem was, like, they gave the doll, or the doll, they gave the demon permission to, like, inhabit this doll. Yeah. So they brought it upon themselves. Well, you know, they were dumb and thought it was a little girl. Right. So, um, from my research, Annabelle's not, like, the most haunted doll or cursed doll. There are cursed dolls we haven't talked about yet. We will talk about them because they're pretty fascinating. Uh, I don't know where Annabelle is right now because the Ed and Lorraine are both dead. They have both passed on. Um, their, I think their son-in-law actually took over for them, but I could not find where the doll is currently. Hmm. So, maybe if you see a Raggedy Ann doll at an antique shop, you shouldn't buy it. It's probably in the same place that the, um, Lost Ark of the Covenant's in. Do you know where that is? The what? The what? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of that collar. Yeah. So, um, that's the main story of Annabelle. Okay. I think it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I mean, you lost me there when... It wasn't a demon? Or a creepy doll? Well... Where did I lose you? I need to know. Basically, until you told me that it was a demon. Like, and then when I started thinking it was just a ghost. 
tapped out. But it wasn't a ghost, it was a demon. Yeah, and you brought me back. Okay, thank you. We all know demons are real, jeez. Catholic Church would have had a bunch of entire division of demonology if it wasn't. Exactly. Oh, you missed that portion of our discussion on yes, necromancy. It's all right. It's not. I mean, it is because it happened. It happened. So. Fine. So yeah, um, I always thought that one was pretty fascinating, as far as creepy dolls go. Like I mentioned, my creepy doll stories, um, they freak me out. I don't have any creepy doll stories. For good reason. I don't have any creepy doll stories. Yeah. Do you have any creepy doll stories? Man on the corner. I mean, yeah, but it definitely was just nightmares as a kid. That's fair. Fair enough. I mean... The, you know, the porcelain fake dolls, they used to always dance around the room. It was definitely, definitely um, sweet. Yeah. Oh, you missed my dancing porcelain doll story. <laughs> that was so good. Which I will not retell because we were recording, but I will tell you that. Yeah. So, okay, well, I I guess we don't have anything else further for tonight. Um, probably not. I think that's a pretty decent short story. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything we want to add before we uh, stop recording and get this thing um, let's just go with, uh, you can find us on Facebook, join the Facebook group at Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story, the podcast. Yep. Find us on Instagram at Grandma Tell Me a Scary. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. At uh, Grandma, Grandma, Grandma the podcast. podcast. Yep. And you can email us at Grandma the Podcast. If you have any cool creepy doll stories. Oh, at gmail.com. Sorry. Grandma the Podcast at gmail.com. And if you have any creepy ghost stories or doll ghost stories. stories well ghost and doll yeah or ghostly doll stories or demon doll demon doll yeah anyway demon babies anyway do you have a demon baby i kind of want to know about it uh, and don't yeah. tell us if it's because your kid's a little 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 piece of poo because he doesn't eat his vegetables or go to sleep we're well, not interested in that no that's a parenting problem not my problem I don't yeah know we're talking about like a child out of the omen or something exactly if your child is the antichrist or related Maybe. Or the ring. Or the ring, yeah, good Your one. Your child is the ring? Yeah, the child from the ring. Oh, oh. Or the grudge. Ooh. Yeah. Ew. Okay, don't tell me about your kid if they're like that. That's gross. Do, do it, do it. Do I mean, you can it. tell do me, it. don't send me pictures. Um, Lots of pictures. Also, All the pictures. you can join us on Patreon. Oh, we have that set up now? We will when this is released. Oh, okay. It should be finalized by then. <laughs> We're going to start our, um, in February, our movie, horror, movie. horror movie book club starts. So join Patreon so you can join us in that fun discussion. Um, or you can join us for discussions on the Facebook group. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there some days. Some days. Anyway, um, I think that's all. All right. Well, till next time, I've been Jeff. And I'm Rachel. Good night. <laughs>